the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800, friends. My name is Mike Lee, and it's a very exciting time for me personally because coming up on Thursday is an Experience Israel Lunch and Learn. That's Thursday, March 5th, between 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. And our very special guest today is the pastor of Bethany Bible Church, who went on the Experience Israel trip last year, and his name is Greg Allen. Pastor Greg, thank you so much for, first of all, calling me up, and second of all, joining us here on Difference Makers. How are you today? Doing great. Thank you very much for having me on today. It's an absolute pleasure. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your church, first of all? I would love to. Uh, I am the privileged pastor of Bethany Bible Church, which is a church that's 120 years old. And uh, I was just thinking about this as we were... Uh, as I was anticipating our interview, I have been there for 22 years. So if you make the history of my church about five years, I've been there for one year of those five years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling really old now. Well, if anything, that should make you feel young because it it hasn't been all about the Greg Allen era. And Bethany Bibles is located on Northwest Germantown Road in Portland. Can you tell me what that's near, please? Uh, that's uh, near Tannisborn, the community that uh, is uh, just uh, near the Rock Creek community out in the uh, near Hillsboro. Well, that's a nice area. Oh, it's a beautiful. My wife area. grew up in in Hillsboro. She well, that's what, Glencoe. That's oh yeah okay. Well, pe- people tell me they drive by an awful lot, so that's it's a beautiful scenic area. You can find pretty pictures of their gorgeous, stunning building at their website BethanyBible.org, and you can also find Bethany Bible Church on Facebook. And what exactly led you to become a pastor in the first place, much less land at Bethany? Well, that's a good story. Uh, I was a graphic designer in the Seattle area. I was uh, working in the Seattle advertising market, and I was a freelance illustrator. I had graduated from what was at the time called the Burnley School of Professional Art, and it later changed its name to the Art Institute of Seattle. And uh, I was in the process of developing a practice in in, uh, graphic design. And uh, one of the nagging, well, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, one one of the impulses that I never seemed to be able to get rid of was the the idea that I I needed to pursue the pastoral ministry. I was a believer, and uh, one circumstance after another led to my thinking very seriously about it. So my wife and I... uh, laid in bed one night, looked at the ceiling, and we said, let's pray about it. Let's ask God to lead us. And so we did. And the very next day, I was on my way to meet a client that I was going to design a logo for, and it happened to be the placement director of uh, the West, the Washington State uh, Baptist, Conservative Baptist Association. And he's the individual who was responsible for placing students from Western Seminary 
into churches. And I almost pulled over laughing when I realized who it was I was going to go see. And I said, well, God, if this is something you want me to pursue, bring it up. You bring it up. I'll trust you for that. And so as we're talking about uh, logo ideas, I asked him, well, what kind of ideas do you, you like? And he opened up the desk drawer and he pulled out a copy of Western Baptist Seminary's logo and pointed at it and said, what do you think of this? And I said, well, you know what? I need to pause our conversation. I need to ask you about where I should go because I felt the Lord's leading to go into ministry. And he said, uh, at that time, understanding where my education history was, he said, you need to go to Multnomah University. So that's what I did. And then from there was led to the church I'm now serving. Okay. And we're going to get back to this history, but do you still have any roots with Multnomah? Oh, absolutely do. I am... uh, I I attended quite a while because I was uh, going part-time. And uh, so they thought I was faculty even when I was actually a student. I'd been there so long. And then eventually I did uh, have the privilege of begin serving in the adjunct faculty and in the mentored ministry program at the seminary. So what exactly is the mentored ministry program at Multnomah? I have a great time. I get to train and coach and mentor future pastors in their spiritual walk, helping them through the requirements of their mentored ministry so that they're out in the field working and serving. I get to coach them along in that and uh, occasionally grade some papers too. So is this somewhat of an equivalent as if uh, an education major was becoming a student teacher and you would oversee that exactly. internship-like exactly. Yeah. Yeah, role? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm helping. I'm, I and another colleague are walking them through their their field experience, where they're under a pastor or under another church leader, and uh, we provide the the faculty dimension of that that mentoring. So let's get back to your personal education. So here you are, a, a successful graphic artist in the Seattle area, and out of the blue, what directly did God do to strongly place on your heart to completely change directions and go into a pastoral role? Well, I'd have to question whether I was successful or not, first of all. I had an old saying that uh, people would ask me what I do, and I said, well, I'm a Baroque artist. I'm I'm Baroque all the time. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't say successful. But uh, what, what, what led me to that was, as I say, there's just this sense of, uh, of uh, God's call on my life. And, and you know the wonderful thing about that is God does not waste our experiences. If we've been in a vocation and we've trained in one thing and then and we feel that God is calling us to something else, that whole experience was not wasted. Uh, God used that as a part of our training for what he calls us into next. And so I find that uh, aside from the fact that I get to do some really cool-looking bulletin covers, uh, we uh, the, the skills of communication and... Uh, developing ideas and transferring concepts into something substantial so that it can be understood. Well, all of that is, has been a part of what God privileges me to do now in my role as a pastor. So you're still using the creative juices yeah, absolutely. that he birthed within you. Yes. So, did you grow up in the Seattle or Portland areas? I grew up in uh, Seattle, but I was born in Wichita, Kansas, in a little town called Derby. And uh, we moved to Seattle when I was four. And so I, I didn't have the accent. <laughs> I grew up uh, with a Seattle accent, I guess. There you go. Yeah. And were you raised in a church-going family? Or mm. When did your faith come into play in the first place, much less become your own? Well, uh, I would say that I grew up in a very good family, but no, not in a church-going family. And I came to Christ 
1973 by watching a Billy Graham crusade on television. And I was in my room all by myself. And uh, I had gone through a whole long period of wrestling with, with, uh, with God. I was an atheist, basically. But I knew I wasn't a very good atheist because I was afraid of God. Now, that's, that's a bad atheist. I mean, you, you don't believe in God and you're afraid of him. So would a good atheist not have any fear of a higher power? I, I don't know or, what a good atheist like a, would do. Is that more like a quasi-agnostic? or I don't know. What, I don't what would know. you define that as? I don't but, know what I was, but I'm glad what I am now. Mm. And uh, when uh, I heard Billy Graham's uh, message of the gospel, I believed. I prayed to receive Jesus Christ right there in my bedroom at the age of 16. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. So at this point, you grew up in a nice, good-hearted family. Yes. How, how did they take this from their 16-year-old boy? Uh, they were worried. <laughs> I think they could see that there was quite a bit of passion. And I think that passion comes from, I've been freed from my sins. God has transformed the entire inner core of my whole being, and I'm excited about it. And uh, no, they couldn't quite relate to it and uh, didn't understand it. And I probably didn't communicate it very well either. But here we are 42 years later. I think they know it's not a religious phase. Well, if you manage to not write letters home telling them they're all going to hell unless they turn, then you probably are a little uh, more popular with your relatives than some uh, yeah. loved ones of mine uh, well, when they so. initially got I hope so. saved. Yes. So. Well, that's good to know. Pastor Greg Allen is the pastor at Bethany Bible Church on Northwest Germantown Road in Portland. You can find out more about the church at Bethany Bible Church on Facebook and also at their website, BethanyBible.org. And because he went on the trip with Dan and Georgine Rice last year, I'm very thankful that Pastor Greg called me up this year because he's going to be able to share firsthand some of the wonderful experiences they went through on Experience Israel. And don't forget... Coming up on Thursday, March 5th, we have a free informational lunch and learn on this trip to the Holy Land with Georgine Rice, 104.1 The Fish's Chris Kelly, and from Truth For Life, Alistair Begg's going to be on this one. You won't want to miss it. More information is at our website, kpdq.com. And thanks so much for listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800 and an old Friend of the station is Pastor Greg Allen from Bethany Bible Church on Germantown Road in Portland. And Pastor Greg has been kind enough to volunteer to share some of his personal experiences by going on last year's Experience Israel trip. So, Pastor Greg, was that your first encounter in the Holy Land ever? Yes, it was. And I have to tell you, it was something I'd always daydreamed of. Uh, We live here in Portland, Oregon, and I often tell people, if you put your finger where Portland is, and you put your finger in Jerusalem, you realize we're living in the fulfillment of Bible times because Jesus said the gospel would go even to the furthest reaches of the earth. Well, that's what Portland is. We live in the furthest reaches of the earth. And uh, I uh, had always daydreamed. I used to tell people, I hope to go to the new Jerusalem because by the time I could afford to go to the old one, it probably wouldn't be there anymore. But uh, did did by the kind uh, gift of someone... Uh, able to go to the uh, trip last October, and it was life-changing. So it was, was it what you had expected and dreamed about? More, or were there any surprises? More, more than that. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier, you and I, about uh, what, what a trip like this means to a pastor. And for me, the experience was particularly remarkable 
because we were visiting places that I had just like two weeks beforehand preached on and told the stories uh, in the life of Jesus from the Gospels about the places that we were standing. So there you are, a quick plane ride or two later, you're actually there in person. Yes, yes, and um, that was just hard to take in. I mean, it was such a thrill. And uh, uh, to be able to have the, the uh, how do I put it, the visual, the, the tactual experience of being in those places, the sights, the sounds, the smells, and, and know that this is what the stories of the scriptures that I had just preached on, this is where this happened. So was, is there anything in your life that you've experienced that could compare to going to Israel? I can't think of anything. I really can't. It was uh, next to coming to the Lord, certainly marrying my wife. Uh, Israel was number three on the list. This is way, way yeah. up there yes. then. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I should put my children in there, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll make sure that we mention Number four. Number five. Well. It, was, it was high on the list. Let's put it that way. That's, that's really incredible to hear from a longtime pastor. Yeah. To be so incredibly impacted by a, a trip to Israel. This one happens to include our own Georgine Rice, Chris Kelly from 104.1 The Fish, and Alistair Begg of Truth For Life will also be there. But for ministry leaders and pastors in particular, what different experiences and opportunities can you share happened on your trip? Well, of course, let me back it up and say that uh, when somebody asked me, was I planning to read on uh, the place before I go, I said, I've been reading on the place for 41 years. I'm ready. And and to be able to go there and see the places, it, it made it uh, so so easy because of all of the experiences. of. And you of didn't even there. need a trip tick from AAA, did you? I didn't, not really, no. Uh, it would have been probably getting in the way of anything else. <laughs> But uh, to answer your question, uh, as, a, as a pastor in particular, uh, one of the great uh, blessings was to be able to share the stories with some of the people that we were traveling with of the significance of the places. It became a teachable opportunity, certainly a learning opportunity for me as well. But uh, one of the, the great things about the uh, Genesis tours and the uh, opportunities that they allow for pastors to take teaching opportunities at the locations of the stories of the Bible. Uh, it's just a thrill. It's an exciting thing. So they were somewhat hands-off. If anything, they wanted you, the pastor's ministry leaders, to be more hands-on when it came to your descriptions and sharing your faith and your biblical prowess at these various locations. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't say hands-off in the sense that you felt that you were on your own because you always had a sense of safety and uh, that the, the trip itself was well-ordered and well in control, and everyone had no concerns. The, the distractions were uh, in terms of where should I be, what should I do, I don't want to miss my bus or any of those kind of things. Uh, the uh, hands-off dimension of it was when you're in the locations and the tour guide would then back away and allow a pastor or a church leader to share with the rest of the group uh, perhaps a devotional or uh, some sense, uh, just help people capture the wonder of the place that we're in and, and the significance of it to our Christian faith. What a great added opportunity Absolutely. to have on a tour. Now, let's just flip the coin a little. Let's say a pastor and his spouse went, and they're on their, their, I don't know, 60th anniversary or so, and he'd been working in the ministry all his life, and he just wanted to be and mm -hmm. enjoy. 
Mm-hmm. Would that be okay, or do you think a pastor who wants to maybe fly under the radar a little, would would that type of pastor feel obligated to perform, or would there be enough opportunities for others to step up? I, I wouldn't say that anybody was made to feel they had to do something that they, they weren't comfortable doing. Uh, if uh, if uh, somebody just wanted to come and just experience the, the, the sights and sounds of the Holy Land, they're absolutely free to do that. Um, but... It's if you're a pastor for that long, you know how pastors are. They can't shut up anyway, and they're going to have to tell. They just can't stand it. They've got to say something about the significance and the wonder of the place that we're standing in, or, or why that matters to our faith. But yeah, you you wouldn't have to feel like you were obligated to do anything like that. It was more uh, very open and very free. That's a great option to have. Did, did you find that you grew closer to those you traveled with as a result oh, of being able to yes. share? Oh, yes. Well, uh, Dan and Georgine, of course, uh, we, we knew, well, my son went with me on this trip, and that was a tremendous experience. But we were together on bus number nine, and uh, that group became such a close, tight-knit group that after we got home, we created a web, uh, Facebook page, and everybody keeps in touch with each other. Uh, I announced that I was going to be on your show today. I got a like on Facebook from our tour guide in Israel. Oh, that's fantastic. About that. So we're all kind of keeping in touch. Because just Facebook's enjoying. not always a negative thing. Not really, <laughs> no. And uh, we just, uh, it, it became a very tight group. We had some wonderful experiences together. You know, you get a group of people like that. And it was about 40, oh, 45 people, I think it was. And you get all those people together, you can kind of get on each other's nerves after the first day or so. But after a while, we started to develop deep friendships and spend time together. And it was like going through this wonderful experience in, in, in God's land together. It just had this powerful unifying effect. We came from different doctrinal backgrounds, different denominational backgrounds. We all love the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was such a unifying force. We just had such a great time together learning about our Lord in his land. Having never gone to Jerusalem myself, although my my elderly mom has gone a couple of times, I've always wondered how necessarily traveler-friendly it would be to go to the Holy Land. So going to Israel, Pastor Greg Allen, did you have a lot of older visitors and younger tourists with you? Was it generally only the physically fit or what? We had quite a mix. We had some young folks that were bounding all over the place and hard to rain down. We had uh, a lot of older folks that uh, were able to pace along quite well. There were a couple of occasions, I would say maybe just one or two, where your physical limitations might kick in and you might not be able to go too easily to some of the places. But for the most part, I would say it was accessible to everyone. And where it might be difficult, there was plenty of help. You're eager to see the different sites, so you're eager to have the help. You want to be there. Uh, it, it, it wasn't something that I would say anybody could not do. So this was not so limiting a trip that someone very old or very young would be prohibited from going on. Exactly. If anything, it's friendly enough that they could, they could work it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. These are good things to know. This year's Experience Israel Torn Celebration is coming up October 24th through November 3rd of 2015. And alongside Georgine Rice from the Georgine Rice Show, we'll also have Chris Kelly from 104.1 The Fish and 
uh, a real special guest this time around is going to be our featured teaching pastor, Alistair Begg. Now, Pastor Greg was explaining that all the different ministry leaders and pastors get their opportunities to share with their loved ones or with, in this case, complete strangers that became good trip family. But Alistair Begg, you've heard on Truth For Life, weekdays at 4.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. right here on True Talk 800, as well as 4.30 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. on 93.9 KPDQ. But Alistair Begg, that's his that, to me, is a rock star-level preacher to bring alongside you. Are you familiar with Alistair oh, Begg, Pastor Greg? Oh, absolutely. I listen to him, and sometimes I find myself starting to talk like that. Yeah, he is an incredible, <laughs> incredible Bible speaker. Teacher. Hopefully absolutely. we'll be getting him at one of our Patches Appreciation oh, breakfasts here. He actually <laughs> has been here to one of those breakfasts a couple of years ago. If I We're recall. looking forward to having him yeah, back. Good. Absolutely. So for someone who's gone to Israel once— would you want to go again anytime yes. soon? Yes. Are there things that you feel like you missed out on that you'd want to be able to spend more time at? Well, yeah, I was uh, talking with someone earlier about that today. The first time around, you're you're just in awe and you're taking pictures of everything and, and trying to record the experiences and, and really stepping back. It's just so much. It's so overwhelming. I almost feel like I need a couple more trips to just kind of sort things through and and uh, say, okay, now when I saw this, this relates to that, and I, I start to put the pieces together. Uh, if you could only go once, that's great, but if you could go again, I, I think you would learn uh, how to put all the pieces together even better. Well, God willing, another opportunity will yes. open up for you soon. And Pastor Greg, you mentioned taking your son along mm-hmm. with you. How was that as a bonding family experience? It was fantastic. My son and I, uh, I have two sons, and one is already well world-traveled. The other has never had an experience like this before. And he was the one that had the opportunity to go with me. He's a student at Oregon State, and he took some time away. And uh, we just had a fantastic experience. That Uh, must have been special like nothing else. Oh, it really was. Had he ever left the country before with his... Was this his no, first passport? No, this was his first passport, and uh, he really uh, jumped into the deep end, uh, going all the way to the other side. And uh, he's a he's a talented photographer, and uh, he's just a really good sociable guy. And so did he take a lot of shots on this experience, his real trip last I'd, year? I'd say he took some of the best photos I've ever seen of the place, and just really had a great time. Uh, so I've glad. asked him. I've asked him what his favorite trip, what part of the trip was, and he said the Dead Sea. Really? That was the best part for him. Why in particular? I'm curious. It's just so fascinating and so photogenic. Pastor Greg Allen is the leader of Bethany Bible Church on Northwest Germantown Road in Portland. He's also a faculty adjunct at Multnomah's Biblical Seminary in the Mentored Ministry Program. You can find out more about his church, Bethany Bible Church, on Facebook, as well as their website, BethanyBible.org, and Pastor Greg Allen will also speak at our lunch and learn about Experience Israel. It's Thursday, March 5th, 1130 to 130, right here at KPDQ. More details are at kpdq.com. We'd love to see you here, maybe show some pictures from the trip. And you're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with Pastor Greg Allen, not only from Bethany Bible Church on Northwest Germantown Road in Portland, but he also went on last year's Experience Israel trip, and he'll be our guest at Thursday, March 5th's Lunch and Learn. 
It's for pastors and ministry leaders. Maybe you're interested in going to Israel for the first time. Experience Israel is certainly a great way to do so. We had our first uh, partnership with Experience Israel last year, and we learned a lot from that, enough to build upon it for the 2015 version. Your accompanying special guests this year will be Georgine Rice from The Georgine Rice Show, Chris Kelly from 104.1 The Fish, other hosts from across the country, and especially Alistair Begg of Truth for Life. So, Pastor Greg, you mentioned having a wonderful experience, and your college-age son actually took some time off from OSU to go with you. So taking it from a college-aged standpoint, was it worth it to him? Oh, did did he rave so. about it or what? I believe so, yes. He he, he talked often about it. He's uh, put photos up on his Facebook about it. And uh, I, uh, a father is always concerned that his son has some experiences that really build him and certainly builds his faith. And I, I felt that not only the experience of going together with him and traveling with him, but being able to talk about the things that we saw and share those memories. Uh, it, it's a, a great father-son. It's, you know, we're not walking down hand in hand like courtship of Eddie's father at this point. He's, he's 25 he, years old. But tell you about my best Right. Friend. But we're, uh, we're, we're good buds, and uh, we had a great time together. And, and I think it was a, a bonding time, but I think it was also a faith-building time for him. What, what a great, neat, special experience for a, a father to share with his son. So elaborate on that. I could understand it being a good time of fellowship between mm-hmm. a father and his son, but you mentioned faith-building. How mm-hmm. so? Well, just simply that you, you're you not reading the Bible now with a sense of these are fables and fairy tales. Uh, our faith is a faith that is built upon actual history involving real places that you can walk and touch and real people that actually existed and built things that are still there. It's not a... a a mythological faith, but a faith built on substantial history. And so from the standpoint of how that might build the faith of uh, my son or even myself or others, you're, you're there in, in, in reality, in the real world where God actually worked. Um, if, if you have the religion of the UFO aliens or something, you don't have the substance. You don't have the reality. That, that confirms that this is true and this is what we have in the Christian faith and we were able to go to those places. When I preach about Jesus teaching in Capernaum or we, we talk about going to, uh, to uh, uh, Magdala or places like that, these are places that I could go to and see. I could see the places where Jesus actually spoke and where he ministered. So maybe you're a pastor or a ministry leader or a director of activities for a school or a senior apartment facility, what kind of things would you want to hear about at this Lunch and Learn that you're going to speak at on Thursday, March 5th, right here at KPDQ, mm-hmm. Pastor Greg? What can you share with these leaders that they need to pass on to their people who might be on the fence about taking a trip to Israel? Well, one of the things that I've if I may, one of the questions that gets asked me often, even before I was going there or, or when I came back, was how safe was it? How safe was it? And um, I can tell you, we, we felt absolutely safe. The the tour company, Genesis Tours, 
put together an absolutely well-designed package. We knew exactly where we were supposed to be and when. We were in good, safe numbers. We were in good, competent hands. Uh, in terms of the safety factor of the land itself, sometimes you hear uh, a lot of things on the news that, that give you an impression of a place. But uh, I, I can tell you from the experience of being there, we, we felt safe and, and really free to enjoy the experience. So including your son, who had never left the country before, mm-hmm. was there ever a time between you, Pastor Greg Allen, and your OSU student son that you ever felt uncomfortable out in Israel? No, no, no. In fact, it was exciting. We were on top of Masada, which is a giant, it's a 400-foot-high uh, fortress, and uh, a series of Israeli army jets flew over in formation. I don't know if they were in maneuvers or just what, but one of the things that our, tour, this is kind of an aside, our tour guide said, you can actually see now and tell people that you watched Israeli jets fly below sea level, because <laughs> that's how low the Dead Sea is. Oh, how funny. But we were all kind of cheering, you know. We, we, we just felt safe. It's a, uh, from the standpoint of uh, just being able to enjoy the places without concern, that, that really was an important thing for for us, and uh, we certainly felt that. There was one occasion where uh, we saw in the city of Jerusalem uh, a little bit of an increase of military presence, but that actually had the, the effect of making me feel more secure than anything else. So the presence and the authority was certainly there surrounding yes, you, absolutely. and at no point did you ever feel unsafe in Israel. No. In fact, uh, the people who put the tour together are very competent. If there's any trouble, you won't be where there's trouble. And they'll make sure of that. So obviously you've got a friendship a year later with your Genesis Tours tour guide. Yeah. You made some good relationships there. Did you like the staff of Genesis Tours on the Experience Israel trip? Yes. Yes, absolutely did. The We actually, in the course of the trip, and my, my sons and my experience, we had two different tour guides because in one case, uh, this was an interesting story, we went to Bethlehem. Bethlehem is a Palestinian city. And so our tour guide, who was Jewish, could not go. He had to arrange for a Palestinian Christian to take us into Bethlehem. So we had two different tour guides. But uh, in in both of those cases, uh, we felt uh, they were very, very competent and very easy to work with. Uh, Had a a real respect for our faith and a real respect for why we were there. Uh, It was just a fantastic experience. And, And... in, as I said, I, I even got a little Facebook like today from from our tour guide. The the internet's wonderful. You can you can like somebody on the other side of the planet. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, you can do that. Cool. So Pastor Greg Allen has been kind enough to allow us to share some of his pictures. I'll be posting that in the next yeah. weekend or so to make sure that you get some great visuals of what Pastor Greg and his son and. Dan and Georgine Rice, and the entire crew was able to see on last year's Experience Israel tour. This one promises to be even more exciting, mm-hmm. and the addition of Alistair Begg is yeah. pretty thrilling wow. to me as a teaching pastor on this Experience Israel trip, which will again be October 24th through November 3rd of 2015. And can you share about any of the sites, Pastor Greg Allen, that really stayed in your heart? like nothing else you've ever seen. Well, right away, I can tell you, the first day of the tour, we went to the Sea of Galilee. We crossed the Sea of Galilee, 
and our tour boat actually stopped in the middle of the lake, turned the motor off, and you're in absolute quiet in the middle of the lake, and you spend some time reflecting on the fact that Jesus Christ walked across this water. He calmed the storm in this water. Uh, We had a special treat because while we were there, it was one of the few times it rained. While we're on the lake. Did you actually get a storm there? Yeah, we were were hoping for it to be a little more interesting than it was. The storm didn't really kick up. Hopefully not too interesting. No, no, I don't want (laughs) to. And and I I kept thinking to myself, now don't get out and walk. Only Jesus could do that. But uh, it was just a, a wonderful experience. Then we went on to the other side of the lake to Capernaum, which was the, that's basically the headquarters of the Lord Jesus in his earthly ministry, the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee, to go to Peter's and Andrew's house and to go to a house that looked very much like the kind of house, may have been the house, where the paralyzed man was lowered down through the roof, where you go across the way to the synagogue. The synagogue is still there, where Jesus taught, where he cast the 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 demon out of the the man who shouted in the synagogue. And you're you're in this place that's so compacted where you're seeing right in front of you so many of the amazing stories that the scriptures tell us about the life of Jesus. And that was overwhelming. That was just day one. We went on later in that day to the Jordan River, and many of the people were baptized in the Jordan River. Um, And that must have been incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to tell you, our own dear Georgine... Uh, while people were being baptized, uh, spontaneously broke out into singing hymns. I think she sang Amazing Grace for us while we were all out there, and it was just a thrilling experience. And if anyone's seen Georgine and her sister sing, they can sing. They're not too bad, yeah. They're not too bad. (laughs) And, uh, oh, we went to... uh, we went to Masada, as I mentioned, which is a fortress over, and we went a little ways from there to the Dead Sea. One of the great thrills for me, kind of a book nerd, we drove past the Qumran caves where the Dead, Scree- Dead Sea Scrolls had been discovered. And uh, we didn't get to go in, of course, but we were able to drive by, and it was kind of funny. The, bur- the bus lurched to one side as everybody was all on one side of the bus to take pictures of the Qumran caves as we were driving by. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, to uh, the Dead Sea. Had a great time there, uh, just kind of floating. You you lay in the sea and you start to salt up and you start to feel like a human French fry after a while, but uh, just a great experience there. Great experiences shared by Pastor Greg Allen, who went on last year's Experience Israel trip. We'll be featuring Pastor Greg at Thursday's Lunch and Learn for pastors and ministry leaders or those interested in Experience Israel 2015, October 24th through November 3rd. And in addition to Alistair Begg from Truth for Life, you can also get to go on a trip with Georgine Rice and Chris Kelly from 104.1 The Fish. More details on Experience Israel and on next Thursday's Lunch and Learn on our website, kpdq.com. And you're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks so much for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with our very special guest, Pastor Greg Allen of Bethany Bible Church on Northwest Germantown Road in Portland, who called me earlier this week to let me know what a lovely time he had on last year's Experience Israel trip alongside Dan and Georgine Rice. In fact, Georgine will be going again for Experience Israel 2015 alongside Chris Kelly, our program director, operations manager, and 
all-around great guy at 104.1 The Fish, as well as Alistair Begg of Truth For Life, heard right here on True Talk 800, as well as our sister station, KPDQ. Pastor Greg, we are talking about your trip with your college-age son, and can you tell us some of the other experiences you found in Israel? Yes, one of the one of the most moving. Well, uh, for me, we in one of our first uh, few days in Jerusalem, we paid a visit to what's called the Temple of the Scroll, which is a museum that houses some of the oldest writings in existence. Um, I'm a book nerd, and I love going to Powell's to the old book section. Well, these are books that are way, way old. These are portions of the Dead Sea. Uh, documents that have been uh, preserved, and they can date back as early as two to three hundred years before Jesus. And to visit this uh, museum and see some of these documents with my own eyes was a tremendous thrill. It was a humbling thing. It's called the Temple of the Scroll or the Temple of the Book, because as our tour guide explained to us, the Jewish people revere the book. Having never traveled out to the Mm -hmm. Holy Land, I've gotten zero contact to, to compare this to. So the, the best I can do would be if you went to, say, Philadelphia and saw the Declaration of Independence or something. What kind of condition were these scrolls that you saw in Israel? Uh, were they completely Remarkably or, preserved. Really? Remarkably preserved. I'm surprised about that. Because uh, remember, these are, these are in clay jars in the desert in a cave for two thousand years. And so, so they the, were miraculously well preserved. And of course, the... the uh, the timing of God and his providence for these documents to be discovered at a time when they can be well-kept and well-taken care of uh, so that we can see them, we can enjoy them. That was a tremendous experience. We went from there to uh, Yad Vashem, which is a Holocaust museum. And uh, that was something that I've always wanted to visit, but it's a tremendous, tremendous experience. Was that a difficult part it, of the trip? It it well of course you're expecting it to be and uh, a very moving moving experience it it takes i understand 17 hours to go through the entire museum and to see everything that's there but you're ushered through uh it's designed in such a way as to make you feel something of what it must have been felt what it felt like to be pushed around into places you didn't necessarily want to go and to perhaps uh, feel a little bit of what the uh the Jewish people felt in those difficult times. The museum itself, uh, you can't really take pictures in it, uh, but you come out of the other side of it with a deep sense of uh, of uh, what what a traumatic event this was. And it's called uh, Yad Vashem, which means a place and a name. And that's because this museum is designed to preserve the names and the the uh, what information is is able to be had of them of the millions of people who were not named, who lost their lives in the Holocaust. So is that why they prohibit photography? Do they want to preserve the I, sanctity of I that? Think, I think so. It's not the kind of place to walk through and take pictures. It's, it's more of a place to walk through and reflect. That's good. That's and, real uh, good. That was a, that was a I, I, I hesitate to say a highlight because that doesn't sound like the right way to say but it. But it's certainly it something very that, that left a lasting impact. Yes, exactly. Now, would that be not only to you, but your college-age son as well? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what else could you experience at an Experience Israel trip? Did you have any good keepsakes to bring home oh, with you? Oh, yes. Yes. You know, there was a—we <laughs> were told somewhere along the way 
that we will be visiting shops that deal in authentic antiquities that are made available for purchase. And what does that mean? An antiquity would mean an object or uh, an item from several hundred years ago that you could purchase. Uh, like, a, well, I'll, I'll have to be perfectly honest. They were a little bit out of my pay grade uh, most of the time. But it was fun to see these items. They were like museum pieces that you could purchase. Well, give us an example. Oh, what uh, would some of these items look oh, like? Oh, there would be. Well, my favorite, my all-time favorite was the household lamps. You could buy a... How, of of which there were countless. Uh, you know, everybody had a little little oil lamp, and you can you could purchase some of these lamps, or you can purchase ancient uh, weapons. Uh, it wouldn't be of any good to use to protect your home, I suppose, but it would be a nice piece to have. Or there's uh, just tons of things that that uh, were purchasable. But there's also uh, more. How shall we say affordable for people like me? Uh, kind of items that you could take home. Uh, I did purchase some lamps that weren't very old. I told somebody that the lamp I bought was probably just about the same age as the credit card I used to buy it. But I was able at least to say, hey, I got a lamp from Israel. And, uh, oh, you can buy uh, a lot of keepsakes. And one of the things that's really uh, great about that is you can bring things home to give to people and say, I purchased this. I got this in in Israel. And uh, it's a, a great way to say, I love you, and I want you to know something about my Lord. A bit of an icebreaker and a special one at that. Mm-hmm. I suppose the trip in and of itself could also be that way. So were most of the people who accompanied you on Experience Israel last year, were they already devout Christians, or was there any mix involved? I would say, for the most part, the people that I encountered, they were they were believers. There were, were perhaps a couple that were uh, maybe nominal in their faith. I can't help but think that this would have helped to increase their sense of uh, desire to uh, to grow in the faith and to uh, to live more fervently for the Lord. But uh, I would say most of the people that were there were were uh, uh, believers who were pretty well convinced. But I would imagine that uh, someone who is a devout believer could bring a friend or a family member who was not, and that would be an experience that would uh, that they would share that would certainly build a bridge. Uh, for the faith. Well, certainly a good way to start our conversation, an ongoing one at exactly. that, and be able to share very special experiences as you did with your son. Yes, absolutely. Last year. Yeah. Um, I, I think that everybody comes to an experience like this with different levels in their Christian faith. Uh, for some of us, like myself or a pastor who who might be, well, we're all in, you know, and we're We've studied the Bible, and we're very versed in it, and so we're actually kind of like taking a field trip of the things we already preach on. For others who might be new to the faith, it would be an experience that helps enhance their anticipation of what they're learning from the Bible and makes them uh, gravitate toward learning more of the places that they see, because now they have a visual framework of of actually seeing the places. There might be someone who... uh, may discover along the way, you know, I've never really made a commitment with Jesus Christ. I've never really sealed that relationship. And now that I see the places where he lived and worked and served and ministered, the places where he he died on the cross, we went to Golgotha and saw that, to the the, uh, Garden of the Tomb. That must have been a real interesting sight to stop at. 
we went to the garden tomb and into the place where I think one of the best arguments I've ever heard was made for where they believe this was indeed the place where Jesus was buried and where he rose again. And to step into that tomb and look at that spot and realize, of course, we're not uh, worshiping a tomb. We worship a risen Savior. But to see the place where he rose and to realize uh, the, the significance of his life. That would be something that I think would have, uh, that would plant a seed in someone who might be wondering about the faith. It's a lot easier for us to forget the reality and the, the history of Jesus' walk on this earth, but I could only imagine going on a trip with experience. Israel would put images and experiences mm-hmm. in your mind that you wouldn't be able to escape or doubt. I, well, I, I have no intention of escaping. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, I, I think it will leave a permanent sense of 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 the, the the story of the bible in my mind because i actually got to walk in those places and pastor greg allen is a faculty adjunct at multnomah biblical seminary in the mentored ministry program in addition to being the pastor of bethany bible church on northwest germantown road find more information at bethanybible.org or on their Facebook page Bethany Bible Church and we're very thankful that with his direct experience Pastor Greg will be sharing at our lunch and learn Thursday March 5th from 11:30 a.m. to 1:30 p.m. right here at KPDQ he'll be sharing his experience at this free informational lunch on lunch on our trip to the Holy Land it's coming up in October and you can also join Georgine Rice Chris Kelly from 104.1 The Fish, and Alistair Begg of Truth For Life here on True Talk and also on KPDQ. So in our final minute here, Pastor Greg Allen, is anyone we want to say hi to or give thanks to? Well, I'd love to say hi to my church family, Bethany Bible Church. Um, if uh, you feel like this has been a good interview, Mike, it's probably because they're praying for me, not to say anything foolish. Amen to that. <laughs> Uh, you've been enlightening as well as entertaining. Well, thank you so very much for having me on and allowing me to share. It's been our pleasure, Pastor Greg Allen. And I will get around to sharing your Facebook pics of Experience Israel on True Talk 800's Facebook page as well. And thank you so much for coming out and joining us on Difference Makers, Pastor Greg. Great. And I hope people will come on Thursday. Yeah, we hope so, too. You're listening to True Talk 800. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.